Business success usually comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. Join RVK for the award-winning RV on Business Show every Tuesday at 12 midday. It's not about thinking out of the box. There is no box. Only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome to 101.9 High FM. It's the Avion Money Show. Thank you so much for joining us. This for me is a whole new experience. We've done the show before on the WhatsApp call. I'm now doing it on Zoom. I'm looking at Darby Root on my left. I'm looking at the station down at the bottom. It's just phenomenal how quickly we have adjusted. We've changed. Um, Darby usually looks very dapper in a suit and tie, sitting in a T-shirt. And yet everybody is here and we are effective and we are efficient. And uh, I think it's just phenomenal that we've adapted so quickly. But Darby, welcome to High FM. Last time you were in studio. Well, I suppose it's just as good to have you. Welcome back. Yeah, I can hear you fine. Thank okay, you very much. Good. I hope you can hear me. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much. And thank you very much for the invite. I just have to apologize. The kids are having a, a piano lesson on the internet upstairs. So my apologies if you have on some background music <laughs> during this interview. Wonderful. Well, I, we didn't bargain on that. So that's just an extra. Darby, let's get straight into it. If anybody had told you and I at the beginning of January, maybe February, that this would be happening now, we would have told them that it's not going to happen in our lifetime. But it's here. The reality is it's here. It's arrived. Let's maybe just go back and give a, a macro overview as to what happened, how it came to be from an economic point of view, where we stand and where we go forward. Yeah, I think that's a very important starting point. And that is, it is important to understand where we were before this crisis. And let me just make this, the, the comment. And that is, we were in crisis before this crisis. Um, the South African economy was in a recession beforehand. The South African fiscal accounts, that's what the Minister of Finance is responsible for, the debt levels and so on, was in crisis before the time. We had a crisis as far as the state on enterprises were concerned, concerned before the time. We had questions about the efficiency of the state. We had questions about the quality of education. We had questions about the local authorities. We had everything that government or just about everything that where the government is involved in were at, at some level of collapse, it seems. So we were in very deep trouble before this crisis. We were, in fact, in a crisis. And the average South African for the past five years has been getting poorer every year. And the last two quarters of 2019, we had negative economic growth. And now on top of all of that, we have a new crisis. And the reality is that we simply were not in a position to, 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 to handle this crisis the way that some of the big economies in the world can, can do this. Some, like the Americans, they can announce a huge spending package and they can do that. Uh, because of various reasons, the same with the Europeans and so on. But we as South Africa cannot do that because of the mismanagement of the South African before that. That's exactly the point, is that we came from a difficult situation and went, yeah. went into another one. But let's just take a quick ad break. I'll be back with you in a moment. This is RV on Business. Bobby Root, welcome back to 5 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm still here. Thank you for the musical entertainment in the meantime. I must say this is quite challenging. I'm WhatsApping the studio at the same time, watching you work, listening to your kids play piano. It's quite an interesting things going over here. But, Darby, I've asked the studio if we can just keep going now from now until the end of the interview at half past 12, just to give us a bit of continuation. So let's get right into it. We came from a place of weakness from the economic point of view. 
Um, it's interesting. I remember sitting at a dinner table and someone said to me, you know, do you listen to the state of the, state of the nation address? And I just I said, look, I could listen to it, but I must say I wasn't, didn't want to listen to it because things were just so bleak at the time. Um, and yet when the lockdown came, I really felt the government was quick. They were efficient. They were professional. That's starting to unravel a little bit. But let's try and move away from the emotional side of things. I deal every day from about 8.30 in the morning till about lunchtime with clients, one after the other, who are under incredible financial strain. And trying to help them, trying to give them, number one, yeah. some positivity, and number two, some solution. But we are where we are. So let's summarize, where are we now? And how do you see us coming out of it yeah. if we now assemble? Okay, I will let you just check. Is the sound better, Douglas? I hope this is a little yes. bit better and I yes, touch out some of the back, background noise. All right. All right. Yes, I agree with you. You know, when the president first announced that he's going to put the economy in a lockdown, I agree with that. I agreed with that because at the time we did not have that much information. We had conflicting data coming from other countries in the world. There was a lot of uncertainty. So the things were unclear. And I think uh, the best practice at that stage was for the president to do what he did, and that is to put the South African economy in a so-called lockdown. So I agreed with that. I think that was the right decision to make. Subsequently, however, we learned a lot. Subsequently, and I'm not a medical expert, but subsequently, it appears to me as if this, this virus was much less dangerous than what we thought initially. Subsequently, we found out that the impact on the economy is going to be quite severe. It's going to be horrendous. And subsequently, we get more information. So it was better, we were better prepared to make a, a follow-up decision. And the president then decided to prolong or to extend the lockdown. And I must tell you, I disagree with that. And I disagree with that for one simple reason, and that is that the economy is going to suffer. And that's not a matter of putting lives versus money. That certainly is not the case because the economy is lives. And just to make a, to give you an example, is that I've calculated that because of the increase in poverty in South Africa over the next 10 years, we are probably going to lose something like 300,000 lives because of the increase in poverty. I don't mean hunger. I mean poverty. Because poverty goes with everything that is bad. Poverty goes with low life expectancy. It goes with bad, with, with crime. It goes with bad, uh, the, um, health services, education, everything. Poverty is the biggest killer in the world. So we're going to see, based on some rough calculations, a couple of hundred thousand people losing their lives over the next 10 years because of poverty. And probably we're going to lose more lives because of the increase in poverty than the lives that we're going to lose because of the virus. Let me give you some specific numbers. My estimates are that the South African economy, which wasn't a recession, let me just repeat this, last year already. So the South African economy is likely to contract with the tune of about 10% or so this year. Some estimates are as high as 20%, minus roughly, and this is a moving target all the time. Point is, we're going to, the economy is going to contract and it's going to go through a quite a vicious and an extremely painful contraction. Probably the worst since the Great Depression, sort of. And uh, that will lead to many thousands of businesses that will close down. That will lead to a huge increase in unemployment. We're talking about 2 million, 3 million people that will lose their jobs uh, and everything that goes with that. And it's probably going to take us the best part of 10 years with assuming the right policies thereafter to get out of this hole. So I just want to tell you that this is not a matter or repeat. This is not a matter of money versus lives. That's not the point I'm making. This is lives versus lives. 
because the economy is the thing that keeps us alive. The economy is the thing that puts food on the table. The economy is the thing that keeps us healthy and lead to longer lives and all those, all those things that are good. But I'm afraid this economy is going to go through a horrible, horrible time and it's not going to be over in the next couple of months. What you're saying is absolutely staggering because where we are now, you know, to use the English expression, we can't see the wood for the trees. We're worrying about going to the shops. We're worrying about getting through the month, through the week. Your picture for 10 years is cataclysmic. It, it's, it's a different genre altogether. Talking about the Great Depression, we've been through two big dips since then in, in my working time. And they were short-lived. They were unprecedented. And, you know, it was almost when it happened the second time, like, Holland, oh, you're an idiot last time. Why don't you buy at the dip? And, yeah. you know, enjoy the upline. Now we're not going to get this, but as you're describing it, the overwhelming concern for me is, is that for those of us who have financial flexibility or elastic when it comes to being able to borrow, to hedge, et cetera, et cetera, the average South African who's on the other side of the Gini coefficient is going to face starvation. Yeah, certainly, that is, that is indeed the case. And in fact, what I am very concerned about is that these million, and remember, we had unemployment levels of close to 30% already. Yes. We're going to see unemployment going up to 36%, 37% in South Africa. We've had people really battling, really, really suffering because of the previous mismanagement of the South African economy. That's going to get worse. We had people really very concerned about the levels of service delivery that we're getting from the state. That's going to be even worse now. So I am extremely concerned about this obvious build-up of social tension and political tension that what that will happen in South Africa. And I must tell you, and I must tell you, the president really acted presidential, and he still does. Uh, and I must tell you, also the minister of health is is transparent. I like the way that he's managing the, these sort of crises, whether you like the lockdown or not. So I, I do get the feeling that they really are up to it uh, in terms of the quality of leadership. But the rest, let's be honest. I mean, the rules keep on changing all the time. It seems as if we've got a political leadership that, that's com- completely lost it. They do not know. Uh, I mean, what, how silly can it be to say that you are not, you're allowed to sell a cold pie, but you're not allowed to sell a warm pie. Man, what stupidity is that? I cannot, uh, and there are many, many other examples like this. The point I want to make is the approach should be open up the economy as quickly as possible and only close down those things that have been proven uh, to be bad. Uh, instead, the approach, is, the, the, the approach is exactly the opposite. The approach currently is close everything down except for A, B, and C, and that's wrong. The approach must be for us to get this economy growing as quickly as possible. And I've got some numbers in terms of the, the fiscal accounts. That is my, my expertise. Well, before before we go like, there, if I can yeah. ask you just to hold. Unfortunately, sure. ad breaks is what radio is all about. We're going to take a quick ad break. Hope it will be shorter than last time. We'll be back with you in a moment. This is RV on Business. Darby, apparently we love. Welcome back to Chai FM on 101.9 Chai FM. Darby, unfortunately, we're running out of time, the normal problem. So you were saying just before the break, something about the fiscal numbers that you've calculated. 
Yes, I just wanted to mention that quickly because that is something that I'm very, very concerned about. And that is, uh, we saw this before the time. We saw the state debt levels going up at totally unsustainable rates. We, and that, and the fiscal accounts should include things like Eskom and South Africa in any ways and the like and so on. And basically, what I want to say is that the state is, has been spending too much money and the state will be spending even more money now. In the meantime, state revenue or tax collections will come under tremendous pressure because of a slowdown in economic activities, and that means state debt levels will go up even further. And that is part of the reason why we saw further downgrades, and we're probably going to see even further downgrades. So I'm afraid that the fiscal accounts is heading for a fiscal debt trap, and it's going to be extremely difficult to turn this around. So that is, at the moment, one of my major biggest concerns is the state simply spending far too much money uh, and it's not something new. That's something that's been coming for a long time. And today, because of the mismanagement in the past, today we are in really deep trouble. David, you're a, st- David, you're a straight-talking person, so let me ask you this. One thing I've found with our president at the moment is that there seems to be consultation. There seems to be a ear to what the public and to bringing in experts. Am I understanding that correct advice? And but I think that is part of the problem. Of course, as a political leader, you have to consult. Of course, you have to listen to economists and all sort of experts in certain fields. But there comes a time when you have to stand up as a political leader and say, listen, I am the leader. I'm going to take you through the very difficult times. I promise you it's going to be painful, but we're going to get out the other side better. But you have to follow me and you have to trust me. I don't get that feeling from the president. He's consulting too much. Yeah, sometimes, especially during times of crisis, in this is a huge crisis in which we are in. Sometimes in times of crisis, you need a political leader. Somebody saying, listen, I'm not going to take this nonsense from my colleagues. I'm not going to take this incompetence, inefficiencies, and this corruption anymore. I'm going to take the lead. Follow me. I am your leader. I don't get that. Yes. He's, he's a, he's a, he's, he takes, he listens to experts. He's listened to all this consultations. He's listening to all this advice he's getting. But sometimes we need a leader as well. Darby, we've run out of time. Maybe I can ask you a favor online and, and live. One of the questions I wanted to ask you is about the future of China. Very simply, people are starting this anti-China thing. At the end of the day, I don't see it working because everything we touch and feel has got some sort of Chinese involvement. Are the Chinese going to come out unscathed? If you don't mind, if you could maybe just no. write a, 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 if you've got an article, just write me a, a quick email because I, I think it's a whole discussion, but I'd like to put it on my web, on my Facebook page. Just where do you feel China will go from here? Okay, certainly. I can give you a short answer. Just, just see what happened to Japan in the 1970s and 80s and you know exactly where China is going to go to. Fantastic. Davi, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Please thank the guy, Avi, in your office for communicating, and uh, we'll be in touch in the future. My pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you so much.